Coffee Quad Time. now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good, good, good morning to you there. I think we got all the hums and the buzzes and all of that uh, fixed for this week, so I think we're good. I Stay tuned. In a few minutes, I'm going to go off on a famous rant. So stay tuned for that in just a few moments but we want to get everybody introduced and talked to i might as well go to the closest person to me a person sitting outside on the lanai here in florida jenny what's your eyes view from outside oh it's nice out here it's um the sun hasn't quite burnt off the fog yet but it's nice out here it's almost 70 so and the birds are singing. You might yeah. hear Mr. Crow in the background once in a while. Yeah, Mr. Crow was going. So you're doing all right otherwise? I am. Keeping busy? Always busy. I have a big project to do that I wasn't anticipating, so I've had to buy stuff and uh, do, do all that. Do all that good kind of stuff. So you're you're keeping busy. Well, very, very good. All right, let's go to Albany, New York, and Jeff. 
Well, doing well. Hold on. I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to look at my credit card statement, Bill. Oh, my God. Am I in trouble? No, I'm only kidding. Doing very well today. Not, not you know, not, not much that's going on. We had some <laughs> I can't stop He's got laughing. an angel over his shoulder. <laughs> we had some snow here. I don't know how much snow we got. I, I haven't. They never keep, they never say, they used to say on the radio, well, we had so many inches of snow, but, uh, but uh, I know we've got we've got at least five inches of snow out there from what I've been told. So <sighs> that's all I can tell you. So I don't like snow, but it's here, and I don't have anything to say about it. But let's hope it goes away soon. All right, Jeff, let's stay in Albany and go to Jr. Jr. Are you here or are you gone? Well, let me unmute myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, for some reason, I got muted. Um, but also, good morning to everybody. Yeah, I've, I've taken a couple of weeks off. I've had some uh, um, news that I don't didn't know how to deal with this weekend, so I kind of like kind of sheltered in place, kind of myself. Um, I just lost my brother. Wow. Um, yeah, unexpected, but uh, um, but he's uh, no longer with us, and uh, unfortunately, he lives down in Louisiana, so. <laughs> With all the New York's uh, COVID restrictions, uh, I'm certainly probably not going to even attempt to make the funeral, which is kind of one of those horrible things. Well, so that's what I've been kind of dealing with. But uh, hey, trying to trying to look on a positive note. Monday night, the Sarah Club, which uh, the Schenectady Amateur Radio Club, is going to have uh, uh, Chris Hunter from the museum, and we're going to be talking about uh, Brown. And Broughton was very influential to uh, ham radio and and uh, Schenectady, New York, and his uh, legacy still lives on. And is he still is this trust still giving money to the museum, to, uh, Jr.? Yes, as far wow. as I know, yes. And the crow wants to speak this morning. No, that's yeah. a blue jay. That's oh. a blue jay. Okay, that's a blue jay. All right, let's go to Altoona, Pennsylvania. Well. We're good. Um, we had a little ice yesterday. Actually, we're sleepy because Dave got up at 4 to take the trash out, and we had a problem with the garage overhead that needed two of us. So I got up at 4.20, so I'm ready for a nap. Well, that's one good thing. You can get off the show, eat your dinner, Turn and watch your soaps, and then turn on CNN and fall asleep in your chair. How about that? Yeah, that sounds like a good plan for does, a snowy day. Yep. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. And Mr. Dave, are you doing all right? Has his microphone on? Must be off. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing okay. We're good. You're good. Are you? You're used to that getting up at four twenty, though, so it doesn't bother you yeah. some. Yeah, but, kind of. <laughs> you know, Dave. Once you were used to getting up early for, I had to get up early for work and stuff like that. You, even if you retire, you never really get over that. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> I guess you told me. <laughs> well, I used to. Heck, I was at work by a quarter to six most days for. Oh, I don't know, thirteen, fourteen years. And but, I got over it pretty fast. But you still don't sleep late, Chris. You're up. No, by, I don't sleep late, but I don't get up at five o'clock either. No, but I you're up by it. seven or seven thirty every day. Seven, yeah. Yeah. So I can I can't sleep at all. I'll go to bed at ten o'clock or eleven o'clock, and I'm up at three thirty. I I just can't sleep. So no, no. All right, let's go to Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
Good morning. Uh, Ten degrees here, and it's uh, eh, not too bad for for this time of year. It's pretty acceptable because there's an awful lot of times this time of year it's like twenty twenty five below in the morning. So yuck. It's going good, um, and uh, we're all set for another show today and all that kind of stuff. And, and <laughs> we'll keep you busy. I bet those requesters will keep you busy. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. All right, let's move on to, 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 to Michael off in Evansville. Michael, are you there? <clears throat> yeah, I believe so. Good morning, everyone. I'm just wondering what would happen if Flash heard the Blue Jay. Oh, kind of I know. that would be. But, uh, yeah, you picked a good time to be in Florida. Uh, we're getting snow today from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Ooh. So you timed that out pretty well. Uh, other than that, yeah, just getting my new computer the way I like it. They made one mistake when they built it, so I'm taking a part back tomorrow and getting that resolved. Uh, other than that, trying to troubleshoot email issues with our servers. So hopefully, Bill, your email's all working well, because mine is not right now. But uh, so that's the fun going on here. Oh, I have fun with emails. Uh, email is one of my biggest nightmares and we'll be talking about computers a little later in the hour too per request to some of my listeners have asked me about that so we're going to be talking about and mike will be chiming in about getting a new desktop computer and some of the do's and the don'ts so we'll be talking about that a little bit later this hour so good, Michael. You're handing in, hanging in there. I got the cable switched and fixed last night, so I think I got rid of my. Bzzz. Sound like I was shaving here, but yeah, I th- did. Yeah, we got rid of that problem, so that's good. And now original sound works the way it's supposed to, Michael. So we're good. Right. We're good. Audio. All right, let's go to. We got everybody on the panel. Yeah, we have three hands raised, Bill. Okay. We've got uh, Jerry, we've got Joe, hold it, and Gail, we have four hand raised, so we got, uh, so why don't we start with Jerry, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and then Joe, you'll be up next, and then Bill, and then Gail. All right, let's go. <clears throat> okay, good morning, everybody, from the Christmas tree capital of the world. We have the cold and snowy weather. Uh, we have uh, 28 degrees here. It's gone up to about 30. We don't, we're not having any snow today, but the low tonight is going to be 19. And, uh, well, hey, better days are coming, folks. So there you go, and uh, good morning to everybody. And you and Judy are okay, and you're still listening to your old-time radio and, oh, yeah. and your sports. You never know and- when I might <laughs> Uh, cut out to listen to a show. There's nothing spectacular on now. We're still doing the old time radio. Yep. 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 You love that Sirius XM, don't you? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And, Bill, the problem, well, I know it was completely resolved, but we had, uh, the thing we talked about personally yesterday, our friend Lisa was able to get it going. Good. I'm so proud of her. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that, too, this hour. So we got a busy hour, Jerry. And thank you for okay. having her call me so we can we could, you know, at least talk about that. So 
Anyway. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Um, all right, Jeff, who's next? Joe, can you unmute yourself out there in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico? Go ahead, Joe. Oh, hi. Good morning here in, Albu- in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's a cool 16 degrees. We're supposed to get up in the low 40s. Uh, I, I, I remember years ago, I used to do early morning radio at KMOJ Radio in Minneapolis at 5 in the morning. So getting up at 4 in those days was, was, was easy. Now I don't have to get up that early. But anyway, the memories linger on. What time is it there, Joe? It is 7.16. Oh, so you're up pretty early. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is sometimes I think, oh, what what days? Oh, it's Wednesday, coffee club. But I still, oh, I'm going to stretch out here a little bit more still at 6 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Very I used to get up early in the morning, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good, Joe. Thank you. You'll be back. You'll be back on here in just a few minutes. All right, Jeff, who's next? Okay, Bill, can you unmute yourself out there in uh, Chicago, Illinois? Yeah, good morning, everybody. It's about uh, in the low 20s. I had five inches of snow yesterday, which was on the anniversary of the big snowstorm of 67, which that time we got 23 inches. And we got supposed, I'm supposed to get three more inches of lake effect snow today, they say. So I'll probably be out later today getting rid of that stuff. And also, real quick, I don't know if you're going to mention this, Bill, or not, but I thought I might mention it. You know, your iPhone 12s, keep it away from your pacemakers and your defibrillators. Keep at least six inches. Apple put that warning out yesterday. I don't know if you heard it or not, but there's something in the iPhone that will affect your pacemaker if you wear one or defibrillators. Yeah, I've heard something about that. Keep keep it at least 12 inches away uh, when you are charging it if you're using one of the... uh, Oh, what you call it, the, the, you know, the, where you lay the phone on the... Oh, the MagSafe, yeah. The Mag system, right. Keep your, don't stay, stay at least 12 inches away from that while it's charging. Well, that's And not- also, they just come out with another thing today that I-12, uh, Apple, had just found out there's a security breach in their iPhone system, so they're fixing it. Hmm. And they just came out with an update yesterday, so if you don't, if so, you probably should update your iOS operating system. Right, right. but... Unless you're- Unless you're you using a chameleon or the or the man is forty, then you don't want to update because or any other braille enough. display, any other braille display right. too, Jennifer. Yeah, they're, they're saying any braille display. Any braille display, you don't want to right. update. Yeah, they're saying that for any of right? Because there's a breach in the in the security system. Well, that's but there's a problem with the update that causes braille not to connect. So. That's that's a real problem too. I got a solution. You can go to Android where no Braille connects. <laughs> well, and and the thing I saw this morning said they were made aware of it, and they still released this version anyway. Yep, that's what I saw too. Uh-huh. So you want to be a little careful there. Thank you very much, Bill. Who's next? We've Jeff? got uh, Gail. Uh, Gail out in. Uh out in Sauk Rapids, Minnesota, in St. Cloud, Minnesota, I guess. So uh, unmute yourself, Gail, and you can join us as well. Uh, and the quick way to do that is Alt-A on the keyboard. It'll get you unmuted. Okay, I've unmuted myself, and here I am. And, I, and uh, it feels so good to be home after that long siege at that um, facility. And it feels so good to have a nice wonderful PCA that can help me with things. And I, as I told Bill, 
I have type one diabetes, but it's my, you know, I'm going to uh, email you bill after the show or when, as soon as I can, if you can. Yeah, sure. I'll be glad to answer. Right, do you have type one or type two? Cause type one is usually for children who have it. They're saying type one. Hmm. And what they're, and what they're saying is I don't have to have, well, I have, uh, I have the metformin. I don't know what all the other meds are. But I don't have to do anything with insulin unless it really, but I do have to take my blood sugars just when I don't feel right about things. And I have, a, like I said, I have a wonderful PCA who is helping me with that. And I did get that stuff from Speak to Me that talks. That sounds more like type 2 than type 1. Yeah, that sounds like type 2, Gail, from what I've been told as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they're thinking. I <laughs> I'm still learning about this stuff. Well, and I'll tell you, Gail, I'm a diabetic myself. That's that's more of type two. <laughs> that's definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were saying type. Well, I, you know, and I feel great. It may you be know, the I, first. It may be the first step in diabetes where they try to handle everything with with medications like pills and stuff to control things. But you know, and there's different states of that. That's yeah. what they may be considering. But, you know, hey, you're you're among the majority of people that when they get diabetes, they're older. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but, you know, they're a lot of, they're usually older and maybe maybe there's some extra pounds on you. I don't know. No, um, I've lost some weight since I used to be 200 something. Now I've gone down to 100 something. Also, does anyone know? And then I'll and I'll then end it here. Does anyone know what platelets are? Blood platelets, because they were saying my platelets are low, and I had problems with. Well, I'd be sitting in my chair here at the computer, and I would just slowly hit the floor. Ooh. you know, well, like, you got your best you got your best friend with you. You know what your best friend should be? What? Google. Google, oh, yes. You can look things up. And now that you've got that personal assistant, <coughs> that should help out. You know, Wendy is a jewel. Wendy is a jewel. And like I said, you know, she'll, she'll, we're working together on things. How many and hours first a week found does she out, come? I cried. When I first found out, I cried. Yeah. I'm so scared of the whole thing. Well, it's not the end of the world. You can make no. it good. Um, how many hours a week does she get to work with you? Well, uh, she has other people she's working with. She'll be coming back tomorrow for a couple of hours, a couple of days a week. And if I need her for something, I can email her or call her. Mm, and then good. we'll work on something. And she'll, <laughs> she'll come when she can. She's been very good to me so far, and we've worked out a lot of things. Very and she's good. someone that worked with your dad at one time, correct, Gail? That's what she worked you. with my dad. He was in his nineties. She worked with dad. She was wonderful with him, and uh, she's she is a jewel. She, I mean, I I feel really comfortable with her. She went to the doctor with me uh, when this whole thing started. She went to the doctor with me, and she, um, uh, you know, went. I had to have blood tests and stuff. And needles and I never get along. Yeah, we're going to talk about the doctor in just a few minutes, Gail. Thanks a lot for letting me tell yeah. you what went on there. Yeah, we're going Gail, to just the only thing I'm going to say real quick is make sure and and I don't know your history, so make sure 
Do you keep glucose tablets on hand? Okay. In case it gets low for any reason. Yep. Okay, thank you for that. That helps. Well, Gail, stay tuned. You're going to hear a doctor story. Okay, have- I'm I'm here. <laughs> You're going to hear a doctor story in just a few minutes. We have one more hand raised okay. next from Alan Ramos in Ontario, okay. California. Can you unmute yourself, Alan? I'd like to say good morning to the panel. Good it's morning. 45 degrees here in Ontario, unusual. Well. I talked to a friend yesterday who lives in Northern California, and they were getting snow, so uh, no thank you. Yes. But anyway, Bill, I was wondering, do you know anything about the Pixel 4 um, phone? Um, the Pixel 4 is a um, it's an Android-based phone. It's strictly Android. There's no Samsung anything with it. It's reasonably priced. And it works quite well. Sometimes when you get, like the one I've got, a Samsung, yes. the the talk back and the Samsung and all of these things can get confused. That Pixel is a straight phone, which is a relatively not so expensive phone, but it works. And if you're into the Android thing and whatever, it's a good phone. I thought about getting me one. I saw one at Best Buy that my brother did, and I thought, well, maybe I'd get that one. It's it's a good phone, and you can you can learn it. It's good for radio stuff, and there's a lot of stuff it's good for. Now I can listen to the legend on it, right? Oh now. yes, oh yes, you can. I've debated about getting that phone. I'm torn between Bill's phone yeah. and that phone. I think I'm not sure I want to stay with the iPhone. Yes. So, but anyway, that's a. That's an option you have, but the Pixel is a little cheaper, And but some of the Pixels even still have the headphone jack, and they have a fingerprint sensor and, and uh, a lot of different things. Some of them will even allow you to put an SD card in where you can store extra music or extra things, so... That's there, what this one had. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some good things about that. You know, some claim that they're not the speediest, but who cares about that? I mean, a millisecond faster or whatever is really not going to make any difference. It's on how well the phone performs. So you you probably won't go wrong with that. So it it can definitely be done, and you can do a lot of things with your voice, and the Google Assistant will play any radio station for you, look up anything, and that's a wonderful thing on that phone is the Google Assistant. So you you really can't go too wrong with that phone. I know you want to get started on the other thing. We have two hands raised. We have one from Gary Keedler and and Pamela Francis. Let's get to you, Gary Keedler, first, if you can unmute yourself. And then, Pam, you'll be next. Well, hey, everybody. Good morning. And uh, it's, I think we're in the 60s, 50s, maybe. I haven't checked the temperature, but uh, pretty quiet day here. I I think I do have a trip to Best Buy in my future because I have a messed up uh, charge port on my iPhone. So... Oh, uh, you mean the where you plug it in? The yeah, where you plug it in, it playing. I get a notification that said there's liquid in the connector. There's not because I don't keep any liquid near my phone because I know about liquid and electronics. So, 
Do you have uh, Do you have a SE or what kind of phone do you have, Gary? SE two, yeah. Ooh, that one's probably going to be more expensive to fix than to replace, unless it's under warranty. Yeah, well, I bought it in June, so oh. uh, uh, I it's think the still under warranty one. at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't mean if if they say it isn't a warranty thing, I got to pay them two hundred something bucks. But you know, I just uh, I just don't keep liquid near electronic stuff. I mean, you know, I just don't do it, and I don't know why that. You wonder if there's moisture, you know, from humidity. I don't know. No, either. I don't know. When it says that, that it won't charge the phone, though, JR. No, it won't. The only way, the only way I can charge it is to use a wireless charger. That sounds like a sensor that's going bad of some sort, probably. But you'll find out when you go to Best Buy. Maybe they. Can. Yeah, I'm just. I'm not looking forward to not having any kind of way of communicating with anybody for a few days. Well, if you go to, uh, if you have an Apple store, that would be even better. But yeah, if, well, uh, I've had where the contacts on the Lightning connector get dirty or corroded or whatever. Yeah, I've put some alcohol on there and uh, you know stuff I was like say, that. Try flipping it over also. You know, uh-oh, what, what kind of alcohol? Isopropyl. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, if it was anything other, that would have answered your liquid issue. Yeah, it was isopropyl. Yeah. Yeah. That I used to use that stuff to clean tape heads back in the day. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, keep us posted on that one, Gary, because we want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Well, you know, I'm really disheartened about this because I have all my life on there. What am I going to do <laughs> for the next few days? I, you know, if they have to send my phone off, you know, what am I going to do? For fun? I don't think they'll send it off. I think they'll just replace it. Uh, yeah. uh, well, we'll, uh, well, I need to see if I need to call them today and see if I can just show up or if I need to do an appointment with them. But. You can usually just do an appointment with them or you know, you can log in online and do whatever, but I've shown up and they've helped me many a time so yeah i don't yeah. think you'll have a problem yeah hopefully it can be worked out because it's just it's just the thought of not having my iphone because i've got all my contacts on there and all <laughs> all my anything i listen to on the radio or any radio stream on there i'm not gonna list the real radio why do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i may have to repeat it you may have to keep us posted i will do that you'll be back in a few minutes i'm sure Pamela, can you unmute yourself? Pam Francis, please unmute yourself. And you'll be next here. And uh, go ahead, Pam. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it's in the 20s here, and we've had snow. Not a lot of snow, but but just enough to make everything a mess. Anyway, um, Gail, I wanted to offer you a suggestion. With reference to your diabetes... I am sure a local hospital around there will offer you diabetic classes. And that those things are well worth your time. I, I've done it twice. I did it with a friend of mine in Florida that I went to school with. And I also did it with my ex-husband. And there are different things have changed from one time to the next, but you've really need to look into that and see just how to handle your diet how to handle your medications etc that's my suggestion to you 
Good suggestion, Pam. And here's another suggestion. I know that uh, if you have your local library for the blind or NLS, they have plenty of publications on diabetes and all oh, yeah. that you can read. And that, and that yeah. education is the best weapon against diabetes as well. well. There's a good magazine that they have that's called The Diabetes Forecast. Yeah, you can get that from NLS. It has a lot of good NLS, articles yeah. about people that are dealing with their diabetes and uh, different research and things that are, it's just a good magazine. Good stuff. Okay, Jeff, do we have anybody else? I'm just, nope, we're, okay. we're all caught up right now. So, all right, um, I'm going to take this opportunity, speaking of medical stuff, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I went to the doctor last week, okay, and I got there and she says, you're doing a physical. I said, what? I'm doing a physical. I haven't heard of physical since high school or whatever. So she came in, and I know I'm almost 68. I need to get past this. And she goes, we got a real problem here. And I said, what's the problem? She said, well, am I going to have to undress you, or do we need to find somebody to undress you? And I, first of all, I just couldn't even think for a minute. Said, uh, ma'am, I can undress myself. Well, are you sure? So she kept going on about that. We got to the point, and I said, no, just leave it to me. I'll handle the problem. Then she goes, well, you've got to step up on the table. Can you do that? Now, okay, so we got that solved. And then the doctor came in and I said, hey, um, doctor, I'm sorry, but I really don't think this is necessary to ask me if I can get dressed or blah, 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 blah. I've worked 30 years, whatever, whatever, whatever. So they do the exam. I'm not going to go into the physical because that's yuck. But all right. So she says, the last thing is you've got to do, you've got to go to the bathroom in the cup. And are you going to be able to do that? Do we need to get somebody to help you do that? So we had to go through the same thing again. So, you know, I, I don't know if it's a matter of education or what you've got to do. So I get home. I'm not real pleased about this. Uh, I know you've got to do a physical, and I know you've got to do whatever you got to do. Then I get a call from the doctor's office and this guy, and he goes, what are you doing? I'm answering the phone. And he goes, well, we want you to come in to discuss your test, blah, 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 for next week. No problem. Then he goes, what are you doing right now? I said, I'm making dinner. Well, what are you making? I thought, what's wrong with this guy? So, he said, really, I really want to know. And I said, well, if you really need to know, I'm making a salad for dinner. That sounds good. I'd like to come over. And at this point, he just kept going on. And I said, look, you, you make the appointment. I will come. I've got to go now. And I thought, do I need to talk to this doctor's office and say, hey, when you call, it's not I, I want people to be friendly. But to me, that seemed a little over. But more importantly, the fact is, we as a blind person, are we too immune to this? Or should we just take it? Or should we just 
laugh it off? Should we just say, okay, you know, whatever the case may be, or try to educate them in some way? Now I'm going to shut up. If it was my doctor, I'd be going to a different one. If it was my doctor that talked to me that way. It was the... it was, it was the it was the nurse. Well, then I would definitely have a conversation with the doctor and tell him, "Hey, you know, your nurse needs to be educated or have sensitivity training or something." Because it's the medical profession should not be that ignorant. Now, something about sensitivity. What do they call it? Sensitivity training and awareness training. I mean that. That, that they're assuming that because you can't see uh, that you can't do anything. I mean, I, I have never had that problem. But then again, there's always a first time for everyone. And that's the problem. Unfortunately, frustrating as it gets, we never get through educating people because it has to. Well, aside from training, which is affected with some people and not with others. But basically, you have to do it one person at, at a time. time. You got it, Chris. You, you said it all, Chris. But you do lose a little patience sometimes. But Yes, it gets frustrating, and you get tired of having to do it sometimes. Like Well, you would hope that medical people would have the kind of training that they would know better than that. Unexpected for the public. Well, maybe. you're right, but unfortunately, they're just a cross-section of the population. All right. Do we have any comments? Any cool... Jeff, do we have anybody? Uh, uh, Chris, you're going to have to help me out here. My jaws changed sound cards on me. But uh, we had a hand raised from, yes, I believe, Bill and... Uh... Uh, Bill from Chicago. I asked him to unmute. Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, Bill. Okay. All right. My, my opinion is you need to talk to the doctor. Explain to him that you can do stuff. And I've been to the doctors where, they'll, the, you know, the person will say, well, do you need any help? with anything just like that you know and i said no i don't need help okay but the one thing with my doctors and my doctors all know this even when the wife was doctoring real heavy and everything else because i had a i had a doctor kicked off the floor in the hospital for the way he acted he was not allowed back on the floor but anyways uh, i always tell the doctor when i see a doctor if it's new the first thing i tell the doctor is look you work for me i don't work for you I'm paying you. You're not paying me to be here. So let's just get this one thing straight. And I tell you, I tell the same thing. I say, your staff, if they don't act right, I'll report you. And I said, we'll have a big meeting. I'm not afraid to talk up these doctors because they work for you. You don't work for them. Just remember when you, when that. You say, when you, well, when you say that to them, what do they say to you in, in return? He okay, he'll, he doesn't say a word because they know they're right. They know I'm right. They work for me. I don't work for them. They're not paying me to come there. I'm paying them for their service. It's just like if you're if you're a piano tuner, okay? You go in and tune a piano. The person you're working for, the person you're tuning, you're not working for them. If you, you can tell them maybe, well, this is what you need to do. But you remember, if you whoever you're under, if they're over you, you're working for them, or you're working, you know, they're working for you if a doctor. And even like you no, know, like and even in a hospital. Uh, I had a doctor come in. The reason I got him kicked off the floor, he came in one day, and the wife had to have some other procedure done. He more or less said, well, due to your age, uh, why worry about it? Just lay here and, and let the inevitable come. And I didn't say a word to him, but his his uh, chief came in the next morning with him, and I laid, in, I laid into him. And the chief, his head doctor, 
he said that he said bill you're right and he said dr so-and-so you're off the floor so he was never allowed back on the floor again because the, the nurses all came in and said what did you do i said i just told him what i said and what i thought and they said well he just kicked dr so-and-so off the floor he can't come back in to see anybody else i said well that's that's it well i have to say one thing i've got expert service after that but well my good job is just to get service. I don't have to get anything special or extra. No, but... no, I mean, and they could say, well, okay, you can you can say, well, you need to step up on the table. Well, yeah, sure. Well, show me where the table's at. I might not know where the table is, but I can step up on the table unless I'm really, you know, something really wrong with me. I really can't get the right. balance and step and up. And don't you think they should have told you that you were going to have a full, a full physical before you got there? I mean, I think that... Well, that, yeah, right, you should, right, right, you should have told you that. It's called courtesy, at least. You know, that's <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have to get psyched right. up for those things, let me tell you. But it, <laughs> it, it happens, but, you know, but it, it that part I didn't mind so much, but it was just this constant. And, and, and the guy that called you, just the way it sounded to me, now, I can't say this. I don't want to accuse him, but it sounded to me like he was someone else. Well, oh, well, I'd like to come over with to, to have dinner with you, and blah 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 blah. You know, right? I mean, that's 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 a little bit beyond. I mean, I would. He's been, you know, just, well, and you never know if he was just trying to be friendly and he just went overboard, or if he. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. I know too. I, that could have been that too. But I mean, it just. I well, it was a little. A little not everybody not everybody lives the life of a blind person either. So I mean, being a little right. curiosity may be the issue here. I don't know. Well, yeah, you might have wanted to know how you're doing it. Maybe you want to go over and just see how you did do it. But, but, but. but I think that's that that's above the uh, what they're supposed to do, uh, Jr. Right. I, oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, he I'm, would. He, he shouldn't be. I'm kind of a private person, and no one comes to my place unless the, unless unless I want them to. That's how I feel. Right. About it. Right. But right, I'm going to go back I, to I don't want to hold you up, but we got we got a few hands raised so that want to comment on this as well, Bill. So, all right, uh, who's next, Jeff? We got Pam Francis. We have one more time. I'm just going to give it, and then Pam, Ellen, and then Fran. Go ahead, Pam. If you uh, get your phone unmuted, there. <coughs> Excuse me. I had a similar issue uh, with a hospitalist. And for those who don't know, that's that's one who doesn't know you. <coughs> My own personal doctor knows me, but because of the way they do things in the hospitals these days, your own your own doctor doesn't come to see you anymore. Anyway, I I had an issue with my medication at one time, and I I'm in the hospital looking for blood levels. This this lady doctor comes in, talks to me about whether or not I can see what I can see and how I can see and what I do, how I do things. And I told her, like, look, get me a blood level or I'm going to AMA myself out of here. You did not. I did not come in here to be queried about what I can and can't do versus my vision. Sometimes you've got to be stern with these people. I mean that's that that's just the basic that's the basics of it. Well, they'll okay. get that tomorrow. Yeah, they'll ahead, get Ellen. that. Yeah, I'm right here. Uh, I think. Anyway, yes, you are. Yeah, there, there I am. Okay. Ah, uh, good morning, everybody. Um, it's all about education. Not only is this a blindness issue, but it's also, um, 
disabilities in general because I get that with the wheelchair. Um, this has nothing to do with the doctor, but I had this one time where you had, I was, had a payphone doing something, and I was actually checking Newsline, and this other guy comes through, and these are hopeless folks, okay, comes through, and they're basically, they're just standing there talking, whatever. I'm reading a magazine, uh, reading something in Braille, now I have enough vision where I can see when somebody's coming through. However, these guys didn't think I could do anything because of the fact that I am visually impaired and in a wheelchair. Now, I slammed my magazine down, went over there, and I told them, I said, look, you guys, are, you know, obviously can walk. You guys, whatever. I said, I can do things. You guys need to go before I get the manager, okay? And I wish the manager or security was around at the time. There was nobody there. I had to do that, do that myself. And it's all about education. You have to educate these folks. And, Bill, I'm sorry that happened to you because that, that's totally embarrassing. So, you know, just, it's, it's just education. And we're... You're right, Chris. We're always going to be dealing with this mess, no matter what. So just be firm with them. Tell them, look, just because I can't see, just because I can't walk, whatever, you know, I can do things. My, I tell people all the time, I, you know, I can do everything you can do. I'm just doing it sitting down with, with adaptions. That's my beef. You're very good, that. Ellen. There you go. Thank you. Jeff, do we have any okay, more? Okay, Fran, can you unmute yourself, please? And you're next. Here I am. Oh, I would have been absolutely, absolutely livid. Um, I've had I've had a lot of problems with nurses, and I don't know what it is about I've had one that, you know, I was trying to walk and she was practically trying to carry me. You know how some people, you try to hold on to their arm and they kind of put their other arm around you or in such a way that it almost hinders your walking because you can't, you know, it's, it's like, don't hold on to me, you know, leave me alone. And, um, yeah, I've had people, you know, can you dress yourself? Can you, you can do this and that? And I said, what do you think I do when I'm not here? Well, I said, do you think I have a nurse or somebody that comes in and dresses and undresses me? I said, I live alone. I, well, I didn't. I lived alone at that particular time. I said, I live alone. I do my own housework. I do my own cooking. Um and I said, so, uh, you know, dressing and undressing myself is just not a problem. And then she wanted to stay in there while I changed into the gown. And I said, no, you don't need to do that. You know, I'm, I'm perfectly capable of getting these, you know, putting the gown on and doing all that. Um, but it seems like I've had a lot of problems with not so much with doctors, but with nurses. What you'd Thank like you to say is, yes, I can dress myself. Can you? 
Yeah. <laughs> My problem is I would probably get in trouble in today's society because when I said to Bill on Monday when he talked about this, I said, Bill, if she was young and pretty and she wanted to undress you, but maybe that would be would be such a, of a problem. And I realized I realized that I said, uh oh, I'm in trouble now. I, I always well, just say, sure, it's not a problem. Yeah. And I always wonder if you should really take them seriously when they ask you things like that because I'm I'm tempted to go, nah, I really need your help. I can't do that. You yeah. see, one of the nurses even tried to lower me into a chair. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I hate to laugh. You know, it's just, I know, it's, it was ridiculous. And I just, I'm sorry, you know. Fran, I mean, I'm not laughing at you. I'm sorry. No, I, I didn't think so, no. It, it was stupid. In fact, I started laughing at her. I said, what, do you, you want to carry me now? You know? But it, it is um, an issue. And I want time, lots of times like Trying to help you find the chair. Well, no, I know. I and I appreciate that. I I I can understand that. Yeah, finding but, is one thing. I know what but, to do when I find it. Right, but this yeah. this idea that you can't dress yourself. But the doctor had enough sense to go. Well, she said he can probably program your computer and do everything else. So I wouldn't. But. It's just amazing that this this day and age, and it really gave me pause to think. And I said, I haven't seen this this bad in many many years. Oh, I had a blind friend. She said, and she couldn't. I said, what she could or couldn't do is not up to me. But you you can't judge everything by one person. Well, that's another thing that really is a pet yeah. peeve of mine is that somebody, you know, people always come up to me and say, oh, I know this blind person or I have a blind friend. Oh, you know, if they have trouble doing something, then I'm supposed to have trouble doing it. Or if, or conversely, if they can do something that I don't know how to do, I should know how to do it because they know so-and-so who's blind. And, well, it's just like Gary and myself. Gary's very good at mobility. My mobility skills leave a lot to be desired. And people are, are, you know, a lot of times comparing Gary. Well, how come you can't do what Gary can do? When I would give uh, preside over meetings to, well, educational type meetings, one of the first things I always said was there's as many different kinds of blind people as there are kinds of sighted people. Exactly. That's it. As a matter of fact, and and I think what happens, what happened to you, Bill, and we have, we do have, have, I just want to recognize that we have Jerry and Gail waiting, is that, is that, is that all the progress that we make over the years gets, that gets thrown down the toilet bowl when, when things like this happen to Bill, because you think that in today's society, it doesn't happen, but it happens more than you think. Very too. Fran, you'll be back, I'm sure, with more comments. Yeah, but it's not also a blindness issue. It's also an elderly issue because a lot of the elderly people are treated the same way by people. That could be. That certainly yeah. could be. And it's a disability issue because, as, as, as you already heard from Ellen, she is also visually impaired, but she's in a wheelchair, and she gets the same kind of treatment. And there, I know well, people in wheelchairs who get the same kind of treatment. And it could have something to do with the fact that this state does a lot of elderly people when they probably see a lot more elderly people than fairly young blind people. That's but true. still no excuse. Jerry, can you unru- can you unmute yourself, please? And then, Gail, you'll be next. Go ahead, Jerry. 
Okay, well, uh, uh, the media doesn't really help either sometimes. You know, we're talking about nurses and the way they talk to people and talk down to you and ask questions. I was watching an episode of Matlock the other day, and Matlock's in the hospital, and the nurse comes in and says, and how are we feeling today? <laughs> you know, so that doesn't, that doesn't help. Now I had I had the other extreme, um, not so much at a doctor's office, but um, when Judy and I were baptized, uh, we were baptized together a week after we got married. Well, and um, um, I didn't know where the baptismal pool in the church was, so I took uh, the guy, the brother's arm that uh, helped me back to the thing, and. Uh, I had my, you know, of course, I had my swimsuit on under my clothing, and uh, I got, you know, as I, uh, since it was a guy, I didn't, as, as I began to disrobe, so to speak, the guy kept saying, that's wonderful, that's wonderful, that's wonderful, and I said, wonderful, oh, the fact that you can, uh, the fact that you can undress yourself and all that, that's wonderful. Oh, uh, I'm so proud of you and stuff like that. So that's well, my story. I've had it gone. But uh, our doctor is very um, aware of things that uh, we can do and all that. And the nurses are really great. Well, that's good, Jerry. I think it, that's a good story, Jerry. And I think, you know, we just like Chris says, it takes one at a time. Gail, you're next. Can you unmute yourself? Go ahead, Gail. Uh, at the care facility that I was at, there were certain people there. There were certain people that were, well, we had a meeting with Terry, my brother, and this other, uh, the social worker, when I was ready to leave to come home. And they were talking about her like she wasn't in the room. And I felt like saying, but I didn't. I felt like saying, if you're going to talk about her like she isn't in the room, she won't be. She knows where the door is, and she will leave. Very good. Well, we get that a lot. I, I can't tell you how many times, Gail, and this is, it's, it really is the same thing. I can't tell you how many times I've been with her uh, to a restaurant with my daughter and my stepdaughter, and the waitress will say to my stepdaughter, what will he have? And because my stepdaughter is pretty cool. She'll go, I don't know. I can't read his mind. If I could read minds, I'd be making a million dollars. They said, you know, <laughs> I love it. And you get this all the time. I, I, I love it. I, I mean, I, I, I hear it all. I, I, maybe, maybe I've gotten immune to it already at this point. But, you know, I get it all the time. And it used to be that, that when I was with my family and, my, and the, the, late, uh, the waitress would go, well, what will he have? And my dad would say, I don't know what he's going to have. Ask him. He can talk. He can, he's, not, he's not deaf. And, he know, and he's dad. quite intelligent. He can and he can he can express himself. But uh, go ahead, Chris. I know my you're dad say used to say that when we would go to Walmart with purchase orders, he drove for me for a while, and they would always shove it over to him to sign. And he would say, "Hey, my signature means nothing. You need her signature." <laughs> we went to Med Express, and occasionally you do have the opposite problem. We went in, and it's this big, huge, open room, and, of course, with social distancing, every chair was like nine feet apart. So we went in, and we had to find the window, which we did do, and we did finally find a couple of chairs. But as we were leaving, I was needing to get to the checkout, and the doctor said, 
as a, as we got to the door, I said, okay, where do we need to go from here? And she said, well, see the guy down there in the purple? You need you just follow him. And I said, I wasn't feeling well. I really wasn't. And I said, I tried to make a joke out of it. And I said, um, you're going to have to do a little bit better than that. Because we'd already had a discussion about what I could and couldn't see. I said, I'm not going to be able to follow the guy in the purple. And she kind of laughed and said, oh, I'm sorry. So anyway, she showed us where to go. You never know. We got a caller, Debbie, who called in on 800-693-0595. And she pressed option one and she made a comment. So we'll play Debbie's comments right now. Hey, Bill, this is Debbie in Lafayette. I was listening to your story about the doctor. That was awful. I had an experience. It was over the phone. Um, I rescheduled it because of weather, but I was going to go get a mammogram. And I called and I um, I told them I was blind because, I thought, well, I'm going to need someone to help me fill out the paperwork. So this girl with IU Health Arnett, she says, well, I'll leave a note so they won't be surprised. I'm thinking, oh, okay, surprised. My goodness, there's a blind person coming through here. Look out. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't say that, but yes, people need education, and I think that is one area that the ACB and the NFB should work together on, but that's just my take on it. We have a new NFB chapter here in Lafayette. I like both organizations. They're both great. Anyway, um, yeah, I've had some weird experiences with doctors. When my husband uh, had his hip surgery, our primary care person asked if we needed any help, like in-home help with meals and stuff, and I says, oh, Brian, I said, I'm a good cook, and he just left it at that. He took my word for it. That's one thing I like. Uh, anyway, bye-bye. Well, and Beth has her hand up. Okay. I was going to say that. Beth, so, you want to unmute yourself? Hit all A on the computer to unmute yourself. Say, ahead, I Beth. need help on cooking. Go ahead, Beth. Okay. I do. Okay, I believe I'm, un- <laughs> I believe I'm unmuted now. Yes, you are, Beth. Anyway. Go right ahead. Oh, good. Um, I, I was thinking of a story that I had heard back in the 70s when I was in a class at the Minneapolis Society for the Blind, and there was there there was a tape that this teacher was playing, but they were talking about on this tape that there was a, a gentleman who went into a, a blind guy that went into the dentist's office, and he had a dog guide, and he the, the dentist um, the receptionist looked down at the dog and said, now, my dear, what would the gentleman want? And I'm thinking, what? (laughs) How is the dog going to tell him? I'm thinking, oh, boy. Sometimes oh, that's a good that's a good one, Beth. That's a real good one. I like that. They give the dogs lots of personality. I know when I was lots of times they remember the dog's name better than yours. Yeah, the the, the dog stands out. But well, I, I to her point, I hate it when people will talk to like if I'm like with my son or my wife or whatever, and we're going somewhere. We'll actually talk to them instead of talking to me. 
Well, well, we know why, JR, because you're so obnoxious. Though I won't care, uh, JR. This is true. Well, I, I know JR. That's why I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have one more hand raised from Fran Avila. Go ahead, Fran. Uh, unmute yourself, please, and uh, give us some words of wisdom. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I've had that kind of thing where people talk to the other person and not me. Um, when I'm out, you know, what will she have? And I said, she will have, (laughs) I don't even give them a chance to answer for me. I say, she will have, you know, and then, uh, it's interesting sometimes because of course, Gary and I are both blind and a lot of times they'll ask him what I'll have. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) it's like, okay, you know, I'm the bottom of the totem pole here. There's sighted people, there's men and there's me, you know? I don't know what it is, but um, I think what a lot of it is, is that people don't, um, I've read a survey, and I'm sure a lot of you have read the same survey, and I can't remember where it's from, but it's that uh, people were uh, were asked what disability they would be most afraid of having or most or least want to have, and a very, very large percentage of people said that the worst thing that could happen to them was to be blind. And so I think that is why a lot of that happens is because they're so afraid that they, I had a friend of mine tell me that if she went blind, she would just sit in a chair and have everybody do everything for her because she didn't think she'd be able to do anything. And I said, yes, you would, because you get sick and tired of sitting in that chair and not doing anything for yourself. Well, So, you know, um, but I think it's a lot of it. But you wouldn't think that would be so much in the medical profession. A lot uh, of it has to do with the fact that when you're that sighted people rely a lot on eye contact, and if you can't yeah. look at them or they see that your eyes are different, it really puts them off. When I was in college, before I got my prosthetics, I did an experiment, and I took mirrored sunglasses and warm to you know like dark mirrored sunglasses and warm to class and more of the girls and people would come up and talk to me than they ever talked to me if i didn't have any on now i wear glasses and they still don't talk to me but <laughs> but uh you know it's, it's just it's just unfortunate that people are just um you know, they're so afraid that blindness would be the worst thing in the world that could happen to them. Well, in a way, it is. I mean, I mean, when I say it, don't don't take me don't take me wrong, Fran. But it, if you've seen it all your life, and all of a sudden you lose that sight, it's like the lights went out completely. Oh, and, that's terrible. Yeah, and not and, only that, because of the eye contact and everything, people feel that they can't communicate. Right. Well, it is, and their their side is their independence because they can drive and they can do this and do that, and they think even if they lost their hearing, they'd still be able to drive and still be able to. Tim, you wanted Judge, to say something? Go ahead. Tim, Tim. wanted to say something. Say one thing that I've run across that really annoys me as a blind person is when people basically tell you, "Shut your eyes, and you'll know what it's like to be blind," and that uh-uh. is baloney. <laughs> Now, I don't know that because I've been blind all my life, and people ask me, do you see black? I, I don't know. What's black? <laughs> I don't see well, anything. Oh, the other stereotype is that, well, Chris can cook. Chris can work in the kitchen. Why can't you? Well, yeah. I mean, 
My, I'm not a good cook. I never have been. And my, 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 you know, there are a lot of people who, there are a lot of sighted people who can't cook. But if you're blind and you can, and someone else could do something better than you, then, then, then it's, it's a problem. Well, well we're all, yeah. di- we're all different. I don't like That's cooking, a... and I'll be the first to be the first to tell you that I do it because I have to. Yeah. I don't I yeah, don't Jeff. Like why can't either. you cook? Well, because because I, because I because you've been cooking for me for my whole life, Chris. That's why. <laughs> it's weird. I get the same thing with Gary and and myself and mobility because you know I'm a, kind of a route traveler, but you know Gary can figure it. And, you know I, I have spatial relationship issues, but I mean I can I get I get what I need done, but you know I've had people say. Oh, it's good that you have him to help you, you know, and all this kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, God, you know. Well, I have, the, I have just... the same problem. Not special. I got hit by a car back in 1977. It broke my collarbone. And I had a minor concussion. That's my problem, Chris. You, you really, you, I, I never told you that. But, but in reality, I, I don't like crossing big streets anymore. I don't like crossing. I don't either. I'm scared. In front of me scared. And, yeah. and, I'm, and I didn't used to be Jeff, that way. You're saying. No, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. You used to cook before then? <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> yes, Tim. Tim. As a matter of fact, you're so right. You know, you are right. You, you, you actually hit the nail on the the hammer with the nail, and you, and you, you just, you, you said it all. You said it all, Tim. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good, that, Tim. That's I pretty like good, that. Tim. That's good. That's good. I think. I we think have we got our, our friend from uh, the two two five. I think is here. I talk, yeah. iPod ah, touches Pierre. Yep. Yep. Jeff, it's been three years, and you finally recognize Pierre. I'm finally getting it. I can't believe it. I, it's a miracle, Bill. It's a miracle. I think your brain got unblocked for a few seconds here. <laughs> Pierre, you got, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Uh, uh, my uh, nephew and I went into a, a restaurant one day, and we sat down, and the waitress walks up and says, what does he want? And I said, I don't know. You'll have to ask him. <laughs> you fixed them. <laughs> and uh, but uh, when when Teresa and I first moved here, we uh, went to the doctor, and we saw the doctor. And we get out, got out. My daughter picked us up, and she said, uh, "Did you know that they called us to ask us whether y'all should be out alone?" Oh, never mind. There are so many things I can say about that, Pierre. I don't want to get myself in more trouble. <laughs> ahead, you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say Toto has an opinion on that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there may be good reason there, Pierre. But, but you'd be surprised the number of people they'll ask you, too. Well, who takes care of you? Oh, yeah. I take care of myself. Well, I get that. Oh, who pays your bills? Who pays your rent? I said, well, well, if you'd like to pay my bills and pay my rent, you're welcome to do so, but I'd do it. <laughs> uh, it's just, just. At that just. same Med Express, the nurse came out because I had to get some stuff filled at the pharmacy because it was getting late and I knew our drugstore would be closed. But anyway, she came out and the first question she asked me was, Who handles your meds? I said, Me? She said, Oh. And then she proceeded to give me directions, which I appreciated, except that I got home and called Ira, and the directions she gave me were incorrect. Well, that's another rant for another time, and I've, I've preached this one. They'll just hand you a bag of bottles, and you don't know what's what. 
uh, some of these pharmacies, and that's where both organizations need to be taken to task, that prescription awareness or companies like Envision, there needs to be more work done with that. You should not, not have to go to um, a medical medical for the blind or whatever it's called that accessible prescriptions or whatever right you should be able to get that just like you go down here to get your vaccine shot at Publix you should be able to go to that pharmacy if you want to and get your prescription there accessibly that should not you shouldn't have to resort to mail order or anything else like that but I know our our time's running because after the thing I want to talk and I want some of you guys to think about it on the panel. Is anybody using, this is a question I got yesterday, NVDA successfully with Zoom? Is there any problems? So keep that in mind because I know we got this demo to run. And I want to talk a few minutes about uh, some ideas on computer shopping but we better get this demo we have one more hand raised okay I... we'll do beth real quick and then we'll... oh no, she oh jeff Hi. yeah go ahead I'm, beth I'm, I'm sorry i wasn't sure what was going on. there was there was one thing that i had heard about at certain times someone asking in a, a, a like a handicapped accessible or or one of these assisted living places like what I'm living in, when they'll someone would ask, how many patients live in this building? I want to say uh, none. There's, this isn't a hospital. <laughs> Thank you. Right, because the, the resident. they just assume you're a patient because you yeah. live in assisted living. Right. Yeah. You just want a little extra, not help, but maybe meals and things provided for you. Uh-huh. So there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of sighted people do that too. So, all right. Well, I guess we better switch subjects here for just a few minutes. Chris, what kind of demo we got coming up today? This is a demo on a cordless rechargeable hand mixer by KitchenAid. One of my favorite purchases of all time. Well, good. And before you do that, and before I punch, I need to tell everybody you're listening to the Worldwide Legend, and we are listening doing the Coffee Club. It's just after ten o'clock here in Naples, Florida. So we're going to hear a demo of a cordless mixer. Everything is going cordless. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to use a mixer that actually works? Without actually having to use a cord and getting that cord in the water. You can mix anywhere you want to. Mix anywhere you want to. Well, you're going to open that door for us, right? Right now. Right. Well, good morning, everyone. It's time now for another exciting demo. And today, we, well, I should say Chris is going to bake an angel food cake. And the device that we're going to be using today is new. It's a new device that Chris and I purchased to see how. For my birthday. And um, it is a KitchenAid. 
cordless rechargeable hand mixer and that means it's battery operated and it comes with a charger so you don't have to change the batteries because they are built into the machine it's a lithium ion and so uh, when you take the unit out of the box um, you have the mixer and you have um, the charger and two beaters that comes with it and a print manual <laughs> if you want to call it a manual it's a little book a very little book so first thing i'm going to do is let chris give you the information about the product this is a KitchenAid rechargeable well actually they call it a KitchenAid cordless hand mixer it's seven speeds we happen to get it from qvc it is on the KitchenAid website and KitchenAid, by the way is spelled k-i-t-c-h-e-n-a-d-e no i'm sorry a-i-d a-i-d like help aid k-i-t-c-h-e-n-a-i-d dot com um the item number on QVC is K50191. It is currently available for $79.98. It is regularly available. Its manufacturer retail price, suggested price, is $99.99. The model number is, although there's only one so far because it is new, the model number is KH. M as in Mary, B as in Bravo, 732, B as in Bravo, M as in Mary. Comes in several colors. QVC is out of some of them, but ours happens to be almond cream. That's the one I picked out. I have not been able to see this item on Amazon, so as of this date, I would say Amazon probably does not have them in your uh in the in the coffee club notes there is going to be a link and you can access the link directly to the item there and, is that uh, through KitchenAid or is that's, that? That's through, well, there's a link to QVC. There's also a link to um, KitchenAid. KitchenAid. Yeah, I'm looking for the phone number, which I should have had, but I didn't. So I'm trying to get that for you all right now. Because there's a special, there's a phone number for their regular. Oh, here we go. It's for it's called Small Appliances. There's two KitchenAid phone numbers, and I had to get the right one. It's 800-541-6390. That's 800-541-6390. Would you want me to tell them about the dimensions and the weight, or are you going to do that? Yeah, you could you can if you like. Okay, it just looks like a basically like a mixer. It's about seven inches long. It has it's a seven speed. It has a slide control. Um, the mixer body is about three and a half inches across and it's round. And if you add in the handle, that makes it another two inches from top to bottom. It puts you know the handle sticks up. It weighs one pound fourteen and a half ounces, so just under two pounds. And 
I guess that's pretty much it. Okay, so I will attempt to describe this mixer. Um, and most of you that have, if you have hand, a hand mixer, have a general idea how to use one of these things. But uh, basically, um, if I set the mixer down on the table, and I take my hands up to the top of the, well, the first thing you want to do when you take it out of the box, you will find the uh, charger in the box. And the charger um, has a long wire. Uh, you plug the charger in the wall, then it has a long wire that you plug into uh, the end of the uh, end of that wire has a, a little plug on it, and you have to plug that into the mixer. And I'll get to that in just a little bit. So you want to make sure <clears throat> that the unit is charged. It's always a good idea. It does have some charge when you get it, but it takes two hours to get a full charge. So anyway, I have the uh, the mixer sitting on the table, and <clears throat> so uh, if if it's sitting on the table, the the tallest what at the you'll see a handle at the very top of the mixer, and if you take your hands clear over to the left on this handle, you'll come to a, bu a button that sticks up. It's a round button. That's the button you use to eject the uh, the beaters to take them out. And like Kind of like a, a regular Yeah, it's uh, just like a regular mixer. mixer. And the be the all of the attachments, you can use any KitchenAid hand mixer attachment on this. So you can, they don't come with it, but you can use a whisk, you can use dough hooks, you can use whatever. All their attachments are interchangeable as long as you stick with hand mixer attachments. Okay, so we're looking at the the the, um, the left hand top of the handle to the round button, and I'm going to bring my fingers over towards to the right, going from left to right, because I have the mixer turned crossways, so the the end where the beaters would go in, if you lifted it up and put them in, would be on the left, and the back end of the uh, mixer would be to the right. So I'm bringing my hands to the right, and I'm going to find a little space if the mixer is turned off. Then I'm going to come to a switch. It's a slide switch, like on a regular mixer where you, you have your variable speeds and you slide the mix, uh, slide the switch to the left. So you would, and, and you can go from low to medium to high and whatever else is in between. You can cream and blend and mix, and there's, there's seven speeds, and it does really well. Okay. And, um, and now I'm going to get to something that, well, <laughs> when we got this unit... We're going to save you about an hour, probably. Yeah, we're going to save you about an hour, because when we got it and we wanted to charge it, when we took it out of the box, and believe me, when I tell you it was a good hour, because I could not figure out where to plug the charger in. And I no couldn't either. Normally, I would have plugged it in. There would have been a hole in the back end of the, on the well, going to left to right, on the right end of the back of the unit, and you would plug it in there. But that's not where it was. We could find all kinds of little holes, but they were all inset screws. Yeah. We could not find, I'm glad 
glad we didn't call the company. So, after about an hour, you know, kind of walked away from it for a little bit, and I went back to it, and I got to looking at the, at the mixer, and if you remember when I was just talking about where this switch is, when you come over from, from the left to where the round button that ejects the, uh, uh, the beaters, and then you come over and you'll see the space, if the mixer is turned off, you'll see a space, and then you'll come to a switch. And if you, you come past the switch, keeping your finger on the switch, and you, when you get to the end of the switch and you stick your finger down in there, there's a little space between the switch and the case. And there's a round hole in there. Who would have ever thought that's where you plug the charger into the mixer? Yep. <laughs> so it's, it uh, was kind of an exciting experience trying to figure out how to charge this baby. So, but anyway, that is the top of the mixer. The handle goes on over to the left, you know, where you can put your hands underneath it, and it's flat at the top and sort of rounded at the bottom of the handle. So you can get a nice grip. It's got a nice size, long handle on it. So that's there's nothing on the back end other than screws if you wanted to tear it apart or something, <laughs> which I did because I thought maybe you had to take the cover off to put, plug in the charger. <laughs> So anyway, I took it off and I put it back. But anyhow, <clears throat> that's the top of the mixer. And then, of course, if you stand the uh, the mixer up with the, the back end of the handle or the long end of the handle facing down towards the table and the, and the top end of the mixer's up in here, and, and then where you put the beaters in are going to be on the left hand, to, on the left, uh, well, when it's standing up, that would be the side. And it's got, there's two holes there. And uh, the two beaters, one has a... Uh, it's like a rim around the shaft. It has, has a rim around the shaft, and the other one is the skinny one. The skinny one. It's just like KitchenAid beaters on all of their mixers are like that, all their hand mixers. So... Because I have it standing up, the handles to my right, uh, and the up and down on, on the left-hand side, I want the back hole to put the, the one with the skinny shaft in. That's the hole furthest away from you. So it's the hole furthest away from me, and I'll put it in and turn it, and that locks that beater into place. Then I will take the second one that has a bigger, a thicker shaft, put that into the mixer, and finagle it in there. I probably should have put that one in. No, no, you have to put the one without the rim around the shaft. That one has to go in first. And that, that's true of all the KitchenAid products. Okay. Okay. So you put it in, and it's it's a little tricky because it's tight. It's in. Well, it was. The uh, both beaters are locked into place. You put you put them when you put them in. You you put them in, and then you turn them. Uh, it would be. 
clockwise or towards you the way I have the, the beaters are sticking out to my left. So you would turn it clockwise until it locks into place. When you put that left beater in, uh, you have to turn it counterclockwise to lock it because what happens is one beater is going one way and one beater is going the other way. Okay, now when you say the left one, which one do you mean? The, the one, one towards the shaft, me. The one with the That's ring? The one the with one? the thick shaft. The one with the ring around the shaft. Yep. Okay. And the uh, the other one goes clockwise, the, the one away from me or the or the, the one with the skinny the skinny shaft. That that one turns clockwise because they, they go different directions. One goes, one turns clockwise and one turns counterclockwise. <laughs> so anyway, um, really that's that's all there is to the mixer. Chris gave you the, uh, the measurements to the mixer. And of course, the speeds, um, and it's kind of nice because when you change, when you slide the switch, it, it clicks for each speed. Show them each speed. So it's kind of like uh, if, I, if I slide it once to one click, slide it to another click. That's uh, how it works. And so now it's uh, up to Chris to, to do what she wants to do with this thing. And as I said, Chris is, is making an angel food cake. I'm coming with the product right now. I have a bowl of mix. <clears throat> I'm going to add a one and a quarter cup of water that I already had measured out. Now it says to start it on low, move it to for 30 seconds, and then move it to medium for one minute. This has what they call a soft start, which means that it starts very a little bit slowly so that you don't end up with stuff all over everywhere. It's a kind of a slow start to moisten the ingredients. And I'm going to say that that's about 30 seconds, more or less. Now she just increased the speed. To about medium, you know. Mm. And I'm going around the bowl to make sure we get all the dry stuff in there. It's not really a part of the mixer demo, but if you're going to make an angel food cake, you, you want to try not to use plastic, a plastic bowl. This is a hard plastic, but it's a KitchenAid bowl, and it's been through the dishwasher, so there's no speck of grease or anything left on it. They prefer glass bowls, but I don't have a glass bowl that big. But I wouldn't use like a lock and lock or Tupperware or something like that. Because um, even if you can't feel it, any little grease film is going to keep your angel food cake from rising. Now I'm going to call that about a minute. And I'm going to lift it up. Clean the beers. Eject them by pushing the button. 
That's the round button. Yep. And then I'm going to take them over, get them where they don't drip, put them in the sink, and put the cake batter in the pan. And I have to do it right now because you cannot let an angel food cake batter sit. She's running, and I had to follow her with the recorder. Turn <laughs> up this way. And this right here. Because you can't, um, you can't let it sit yeah, around. Um, no, I'm talking to them. It doesn't do well if it sets. She's putting the. I'm putting it in the, the pan the right Batter now. in the in the pan. In the angel the... food in the tube pan. Trying not to make a mess. <laughs> Trying not to get batter in that hole. Is, is that a bunt cake? Uh, yeah, pan? that's a two. Well, no, it's not a bunt cake. It's a straight angel food two pan. Um, <coughs> bunt cakes, <coughs> bunt pans, you know, have those fluted sides. This is just a straight sided pan. Now I'm going to make sure the top is level, make sure none went down the hole, and it didn't. That's kind of can be a problem with an with an angel food pan. Sometimes I will cover the hole with foil before I pour it, but then sometimes I forget to uh, take the foil off, which doesn't really hurt anything, but probably not the best idea. Now I'm going to open the oven. It also tells you to take out your middle rack. You're going to bake it on the bottom rack. And in it goes, and it is centered, well, almost, there we go. Close she had already oven. preheated the oven, so. Yeah. At 325, because this is a non-stick thing, and Alexa, set a timer for 47 minutes. 47 minutes. And now we have a timer set. It's 37 to 47, but I know in this oven it takes most of the time. And that's that. It's in the oven now. Well, that's how it works. And the cake is in the oven. And it'll take about, as she said, about uh, about 47 minutes. Then, as most of you who've made one know, an angel food cake has to hang for a while. So we're not going to try to hold the demo till the cake is completely edible because... That would take a long time. It would probably have to hang a good hour. Yeah. So it would be a good hour and a half from now before we can before we can eat it. Now, I'm, uh, I'm, I made this little gizmo that to hold the uh, pan whenever, after it's, done, after it's baked, it has a post sticking up and it sets on a table or on a rack or wherever you want to put it. And you can put the pan right down onto this post that I have sticking up there. And it's made to fit the pan, so it works pretty well. They used to fit over Coke bottles, but you can't hardly find Coke bottles like that anymore. And also, they've changed the pan. This pan, the hole is too small to fit over a Coke bottle. If you're lucky, you can find a hot sauce bottle, like a Tabasco sauce bottle with a skinny neck, then it will fit over. But I don't always have one of those, so this is what we did. I was trying to keep the bird quiet. So anyway, that's how the unit works. Um, Chris, if you'd like to give the information about this uh, mixer one more time. This is a KitchenAid 7-speed cordless rechargeable mixer. 
uh, KitchenAid. If you want to go to KitchenAid.com, it's K-I-T-C-H-E-N-A-D-E. A-A-I-D, I always do that. I always do that. A-I-D. The KitchenAid phone number is 800-541-6390. You can go to QVC and put in uh, cordless mixer, or you can put in K50191. The current price is $79.98. The regular price is $99.99. Should you wish, let's see, I gave you the KitchenAid number. Um, The model number of this mixer is KHM. KHMB732B as in Bravo, M as in Mary. And again, it's K-I-T-C-H-E-N-A-I-D. That pretty much sums it up. Well, that's how it works. If you have any questions, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And you can ask your question. And if he doesn't have the answer to the question, he'll get a hold of us. And as I always say, we'll do our best to make sure you get the answers to the questions you have. Or if you have any questions or comments regarding this particular item during this particular broadcast, you may reach us by calling 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 848-725-450. That's 848 848- Seven two five four five zero, and basically you just follow the directions you're given. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound, and you'll be in the room where you may ask your question or make your comment regarding the KitchenAid cordless rechargeable seven-speed hand mixer. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another, another exciting, exciting demo. demo. There we go. Yeah, it's a great piece of equipment. It really is. Sounds good. I'm hungry just just, ha- just after I'm, I'm getting hungry for that cake. Did, did it come out okay, Chris? Oh, it. it well, she. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. She's not down here right you know, right the second. But uh, yeah, it did turn out really well. Of course, we, we really like Andrew. Jeff. Your hands are too weak for it. I know, Phil. I know. <laughs> your hands are too weak for that mixer, but that mixer would be a, a good thing you know you don't want the cord or whatever it's not like you use a mixer every day well that's a professional grade mixer too to have that many speeds it is yeah and it's it's very powerful you know for cordless they, they really have come a long way with cordless uh products lately you know they, is they that improved. like an 18 is that like an is 18 it? volt battery or something no i don't think it is I'm not sure what the battery is. I, I know Jackie like uses a mixer to do her scrambled eggs. Now, I don't know that uh, I would do that, but she uses a mixer to do her scrambled eggs. Well, my grandmother, she also uses a microwave to do scrambled eggs. Ooh. She's <laughs> the only person I know that puts that puts her scrambled eggs in. When, before she scrambles them, when the eggs are still raw, she puts them in the microwave for 
half a minute or something and then scrambles them. I don't understand why, but I wouldn't think that would work, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Tim, you got a call while we were off and maybe you saw this when I didn't put it on the air, but you to give an update on your cat? Oh yeah. Well, she's doing well. She's uh um well kind of kind of mischievous, but but actually she's slowed down the last couple of years as far as not destroying things like she used to. So uh she's she's doing real well. It's good. Good. Now, I don't know if Mike's still with us, or maybe, Tim, you can answer this. I had a question from a caller or listener named Lisa in Pennsylvania, who, do you have any trouble using NVDA with Zoom? Not now, since I got the, well, and it's more for if you're a host of a of a Zoom conference, but I got the add-on that they have now for zoom and it gives you a lot of options as far as oh, what you want to hear as far as uh, when people come in and out of the room and all that kind of stuff um it's probably real similar to the jaws scripts right but it's free of course yeah and did you have to did you get those add-ons from the nvda side or did you have to go to yeah, if you go do an insert and then arrow down to, oh, geez, is it tools? I uh-huh. think, and then down, and then uh, you go to the sub menu and arrow down to uh, add-ons manager, and then there's a, then you tab to um, get add-ons. Uh-huh. And I think Zoom might be one of the top ones. I mean, I know it's real near the top of the list. I know when you put those add-ons, it makes it a pretty good screen reader, especially like I like to use the system tray. Without an add-on, you really can't use a system tray too well with NVDA, but it seems to work with that add-on. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, too, and um, they have an add-on for station playlists that works very well. Now, are you able to, with Station Playlist, Tim, can you um, tab through, I mean, can you search for something? And I know there was a problem with it reading some fields. Has that been corrected? I don't have much trouble with it reading fields. The only thing that bugs me is when you're tabbing, when you're searching for a thing, you have to tab around to to get the, to it uh, the list yeah and i wish there was a way of moving the list so that it was right next to your but search we, section but we have a search tool that we use that's free it's called search everything and that's a free tool and you don't have to load studio to do that and can put your stuff right in it's a million times faster so that that's a real good search tool. And so, it's free. And it's free, and you can use it on most anything. I mean, it's just great. So th- that's one of the best search tools I've ever seen. I've been looking for a file on my computer, and it'll find it in no time. 
And so it, it's, it's a real a great thing. So um, before we get to Chris's recipe, unless there's any questions that anybody's got about the mixer, I'm going to talk a few minutes about maybe places you could go to find a desktop computer. Jeff, how do you shop for you? Had yours custom built, right? I had my custom built. The company isn't isn't in business anymore, but I know Mike had his custom built too, and I think that company is still in business. And I went to their website. Uh, this was this place was in Mishawaka, Indiana. I guess that's on the Indiana Michigan border. And they built me the computer to my specifications. They had the whole drop down menu of what I wanted, and I, I chose everything I wanted. They built the computer, and I think it took about two weeks for me to get it, but I got it, and it's still running. So. But maybe Mike has better knowledge on some of that. I think uh, he, he's also dealt with a place that builds computers. That's that's the only way I would go. But that, that's not always the, the best thing for everyone, but it worked for me. One of the other suggestions I would give, I'm not sure Mike's here, but um, I would give is you, as long as you know when you've got it in your mind, when you go to the store, you need to write down a few things, what exactly your expectations are that you want to do. And um, I've been able, well, I was able to build one for Chris and Dave. Now, I didn't ask for you phone for any input here. but And I was able to go to Best Buys and find them in HP. Chris had some specific things that she wanted, and one of them was a ton of USB ports. Dave wanted yeah, Dave an, wanted that. Yeah, he wanted a SD slot, and... I wanted fast and big. You wanted fast and big. So I shopped, went online. I knew exactly what I was kind of looking for, and I was able to find them... A computer that had two drives. It had a solid state drive for the main programs. And then it had another storage drive that they could put all their documents or music or whatever they wanted to do. So it was a good thing. And so far, I think Chris really likes the computer. Yes, it is serving the purpose quite well. And so... And it's fast. That's that's one of the things you can do. When you also go to the store to look for a computer, if money or a budget is a concern for you, you don't have to get an i7 computer. You know, you can do an i5 with most things that you do and be very comfortable and very fast. Now, Chris just wanted an i7, or Dave did, so we got the fastest processor, but you can save yourself three or four hundred dollars by using a. How do I determine how much memory I need on my computer if I'm buying a new computer? I don't know. Most computers now, especially desktops, will come with at least a minimum of eight on the memory, and that usually will serve you well unless you're running a lot of apps and programs or whatever. Goodness gracious, I saw one yesterday with 64. But most people can get by with anywhere from 8 to 16. I think 
the, the key important thing that you need to do when you're looking to get a new computer is to make sure that it has a solid state drive. Now, if you know that that is the one thing, especially for your main programs, because your computer will just boot up almost instantly. So that's the key thing is a solid state drive. It'll it'll pick up a lot of flaws in a computer. So one with a what is called an SSD drive is is the key thing. And that's twice this phone is ring today. That is unusually. But if you're not going to go the the route where you did like Jeff and have one custom built. And Tim, now you go, where do you buy your computer? I know you buy some from that computer is for the blind, but if you don't go there, where do you go, Tim? Actually, I've gotten them from uh, Kevin. Oh, I can't think of his last name. He's in Utah, Salt Lake City. Um, but I've had really good luck when buying, well, I guess they aren't new because they're refurbished, but refurbished computers from Micro Center. And the reason I like them is they don't have any of the bloatware junk on them. They're totally clean. Just windows and, <laughs> you know, that's right. pretty much all that's there. And boy, are they nice to set up compared to the ones that have, uh, when I ordered, uh, I made a mistake of ordering a Dell from QVC and I have never seen so much stuff on there. You can get a lot of that stuff. You're right. You're exactly right. Now, Chris and Dave's didn't have all that much from HP. So, you know, I will say that. It, it didn't have a lot, a lot of that stuff and, you know, a lot to worry with. But it was configured about as nicely the HP Envy series was was configured about as nicely and another customer had one of those too so you know for somebody who doesn't want to spend mega 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 bucks um when we're doing our broadcast machines here sometimes our needs are a little different you know we're using multiple sound cards and we're storing a lot of music and we're doing a lot of things, so sometimes our needs get a little different. But for everyday use at home, um, one of my other things that that I believe in strongly is, and I've learned this the more I go along, is to have some type of service contract with your computer. Just like Gary's phone, you never know when something's going to happen. Now, it usually doesn't. Um, it usually doesn't. But I know these HP computers are so quiet that you, or maybe it's my hearing, I I cannot even hear them come on or spin up or do anything. So a lot of it, you know, just depends upon that. Yeah, when you have the SSD drive in there, there is no noise, basically. Yeah, no. it's, it's so quiet now. I mean, I have a, I have a Dell... Adele, and, and I did go with the i7 because I look at it this way: when I'm when I'm buying my computers, I plan on having them for several years. Right. So, my thought and my thinking is to get get kind of what you can afford, 
you know, give yourself a price range roughly, and then, you know, go with the best technology you can get for the time. And buy something um, that that you can expand. Also, buy right. something if you want to. If you want to add more memory, buy a, buy a machine that that has a that's that you can a- easily do that with. Buy a machine that that can be expanded and it can meet your needs in the future. Yep, I can put sixty four. Uh, what is it? Gigabytes of RAM now. Right. I forgot what. And uh, and this one, um, it's an i seven. I think it's nice. But yeah, see, nice I, I, I went against my better judgment. Because Jenny's always going on about space. So I got her this one from Greg, this little small thing. It's about the size of not even a cake box. But that by far is the, I'm going to say it right now, it's one of the worst computers I've ever seen. I'm embarrassed that it's here. It is bad, isn't it, Jennifer? It is pretty bad. It is bad, bad. What is it? It's just a small size. It's like a, it's no bigger than a brick. It's no bigger than a brick, but it's got a hard drive in it. But the video cards, the old stuff, you can't even run this computer without putting a monitor on it. Now and it doesn't have very many ports, and and it gets hot. It gets hot, and then. It'll, whatever the case may be, one of the worst computers I've ever seen. So I'm going to replace Jennifer's computer. Is it ready for the hammer? Just about. You you want to be the one to make the first, uh, first, you want to be the one to make the first slap with it? uh, Yeah, let me add it, Bill. You want to add it? That wouldn't do well. That wouldn't do well here, Bill. I have never had a monitor on my broadcast machine. Right. I, I would not have a computer that I couldn't. I mean, I understand why you need monitors. I I get it. You know, I get it. But you shouldn't. That's old technology. That should not be. They used to say it would mess up Jaws if you ran it without ever having a monitor on your computer. No. There are some operating systems or some ways that these machines are set up that you have to have a monitor on them. I mean, I, I, that's what I've been... Yeah. Uh, no, that shouldn't be, though, oh, this Jeff. This one won't boot up right without the monitor. That wow. should not be. That My should not be. Sony Vio machine that I bought in 2003, I never had a monitor. Well, I guess I did hook up a monitor once in a great while to have Laura be able to use it. But for myself, I never had a monitor. Right. No, that shouldn't be. But this this could be on the all-star of worst. Worst. So there's some upsides to having somebody custom build you a computer, but there's some downsides too. And one of the downsides that I tell my customers now is, is that if that person goes out of business or is gone or whatever, then you're on your own. And so I try to buy something that I've got a backup or some type of um, um, way that I can get this computer fixed because you have a lot of money invested in those computers. And But this right over here, the, the one that Jenny's using right now, is one of the worst computers I have ever, ever seen. So, shame on me for even allowing that one in here. Shame. Well, I would not. I would not stare away from like Priceline and go with like a, ref- a previously used 
a refurbished computer, I wouldn't stare away from those because usually they're they've gone through them, checked them over, you know, and uh, they run to run through the specs. So I mean, if it's well, no, that would that would. They're previous, previously leased. That's what I'm looking for. Mike, I know you're here. Are you? Are you? Can you make some comments? Are you, if you're available, I'm not sure if you're available. But if you are, can you unmute yourself and make some comments? Because I know you have, you've had some experience. But if you're busy, I can understand. But I know he's he's in the meeting. But maybe he's busy doing something. I guess there he may be. No, that's Dave. I guess. Oh well. Yeah, I didn't hear Mike because I wanted to give Chris a few minutes here. I was waiting to see if we had any comments because we've got to get the, it's cake day, so we've got to get that recipe in today. Yeah, it's National Chocolate Cake Day. So, um, you ready? Yep. This is called Delightfully Dense Chocolate Cake, and I'm going to put a homemade frosting at the end of it. But for the cake, you need three eggs, two cups of sugar, six tablespoons of cocoa, three cups of flour, one teaspoon of salt, two teaspoons baking soda, one cup or two sticks butter or margarine, one cup buttermilk, one cup boiling water or coffee, and two teaspoons of vanilla. You measure all ingredients into a mixing bowl and blend with an electric mixer beginning on the lowest setting and increasing the speed until batter is smooth. You pour it into greased and floured 9 by 13 pan or three small layer pans. Bake at 350 degrees until toothpick put in the center comes out clean. Uh, it didn't give in a baking time, but as I recall, it's about 35 minutes. And it says, frost with your favorite frosting after it's cool. And the frosting I like to use is one stick of butter or margarine softened, one half cup of vegetable shortening, one fourth cup to one third cup unsweetened cocoa, depending on how chocolatey you want it, four cups of powdered sugar, and two teaspoons of vanilla extract or almond extract. And you beat your butter and your sugar and your shortening until it kind of smooths out. And it's not going to be real smooth. It's going to be pretty stiff. And you begin to add a little bit of milk if you if it's too thick, and it usually is. You need a little bit of milk, and you need your extracts. So if it seems too stiff, add milk a tablespoon at a time, and you can use regular milk or canned milk. And if, it, if you accidentally get a little too much milk in there, add a little bit more powdered sugar or cocoa. And all you have to do is get it to the right consistency that you want, and also where it doesn't have a sort of a greasy flavor that the shortening can sometimes give it and spread it on your cool cake and if you don't have any cocoa you can substitute four to six squares of melted baking chocolate but you might have to add just a little more powdered sugar to that to get it to the consistency that you want if you want 
a chocolate peanut butter frosting, you can add two tablespoons of peanut butter. I'm impressed, Chris. I am impressed with that recipe. There's no um, no requirement that you have to use a KitchenAid cordless mixer. On no, no. <laughs> you can use any kind of mixer you want. Yeah. Uh, but Chris didn't tell you that she's getting paid by KitchenAid to endorse their products, but she didn't want to tell <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> she only wishes. And you don't even really, really good luck with KitchenAid products, though. And you don't even have to use a mixer, Tim, if you have a good strong arm. <laughs> Tim, does. I was thinking about with uh, Jackie's scrambled eggs. Use a whisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need. A whisk, yes. My grandmother used to use an egg beater. Not, but, uh, oh, you know, yeah, you, you yeah. know, with the crank, you turn yeah. the crank. Yep, the old yeah. crank one. I remember those babies. <laughs> or the or the ones where you push down and they spin. My grandmother always used to beat her fudge instead of a mixer. She would always just use a wooden spoon. Yep. She'd get it in her lap and wrap one arm around it and beat it for all it was worth. My mom wound up. My mother wound up uh, using one of those crank egg beaters because I got her mixer out one day and I got to messing around with it and I put beaters in it. I just wanted to see how it worked. And I was about seven, something like that, and the cord got caught in the beaters, ripped the cord off, so she couldn't <laughs> use it. Should have had a cordless. <laughs> Should have had a cord this way. Dad, Dad, that was a Wurlitzer. No, never mind. <laughs> right, Dave? Was it, was, it Ra- was it Randy yeah, that told us the now. story about making the cotton candy in the washing machine? Or in the di- oh, that was me. I, I told you about Randy. Uh, Randy, uh, <laughs> the big old huh. TR nut, if people know who he is. <laughs> oh, yeah, big Randy, yeah. The big R. And by the way, I got an email or a phone call. The brick and one of my friends, Regina from Bedford, called in and said her favorite doctor story was the nurse asked her if she knew when to sleep. So it just goes on. When you're unconscious in the middle of the day, you know. (laughs) I mean, what can I say? But anyway. We got a call one morning at... Two o'clock in the morning, and I guess the the lady just didn't realize that it was more. It was in the middle of the night rather than the afternoon. She was very embarrassed. To her credit, she apologized <laughs> all over the place. funny. It's always Chris Ramsey who used to sleep during his shows. Oh, Chris had some famous ones of those, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. You'd have to call and wake him up, and it would take several attempts. Well, have you ever fallen asleep in the middle of the day? I mean, just for a oh, yeah. hand up and you wake up oh, and, you, yeah. and you think it's the next day and you, don't, and you realize yeah. it's Oh, I did that once and Bill tried to convince me it was the next day. Oh, nice guy, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, he said, it's Thursday. And I, <laughs> Nothing like I'm a little help. Asleep. Yeah. I fell asleep at work one time. I used to work in the dark room primarily. Just once. And, uh, yeah, I think I've only done it once, but, uh, I fell asleep and I was supposedly watching the film processor make sure that all the film got out okay. Well, it did. But, uh, the man, the 
crew leader came in and said, uh, are you okay in here? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. And he said, well, the film's been out for half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Well, speaking of happening, I guess we better get to the world famous Tamani, the most famous disc jockey. I used to love that one that Randy did. Uh, remember that promo, Tim? Oh yeah. That Randy oh, did for you. I use that every mm-hmm. uh, every show. Mm-hmm. That is the <laughs> best, the best. All right. Well, we'll let you go, Tim. Thank you, everyone. Maybe we'll find some chocolate cake. Yeah, there you go, Jr. <laughs> go do it, buddy. Hey, See thanks you. for having me, guys. All right, take care, buddy. Bye bye. <laughs>